Hello, listeners. This is your host, Gina Versa, on another night of uh, recording Servant of Comics. And I'm with my uh, kind co-host, always enjoy his thoughts and opinions, Nick Valero. How are you? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, surviving. Surviving. You're uh, just holed up in the house. Hold up in the house, you know, trying to quarantine as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, just uh what what uh what are you binging right now? What's what is like uh what's getting you through these days? What is getting me through the days? Let's see. Uh as of right now, I actually started uh getting back into the Mandalorian. Okay. Mandalorian. You're, you're rewatching it? Rewatching it, getting it ready for which are getting ready for uh, the next season as it comes out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Season two, season two, man. And then I also started. Uh, what was it before that? I was watching uh, Rebels, so I went on a huge Star Wars binge for like the last past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watched really the entirety, the entirety of Rebels. Yeah, put it on in the background. I've I've seen Rebels maybe two, maybe three times now. Okay. But yeah. So uh, Rebels is a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it. Uh, I'm hoping that certain things happen in this season that um, I that are cool. Yeah, that'll people show up. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll see some uh, ties to Rebels. I mean, we're gonna see Ahsoka, but besides that, just to um, see like Sabine, maybe. Yeah, honestly, when they said that uh, Ahsoka Tano was going to show up in this season, I was like, well, Sabine Wren has to be there. Mm. She has to be there. Like, that's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> it's the only thing that makes Unless she loses Sabine Wren or, like, she died or she did something. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing that makes sense is that or Sabine she... Wren is with her. Or she's just retired. Well, no, because if you watch the end of Rebels, it specifically says we protected Lothal till the end of the war. Mm-hmm. Then oh. after then after the war and after the Empire fell, her and Ahsoka got back together because that was Ezra's last wish was that you protect Lothal and make sure that nobody takes it over again. They did that. Mm-hmm. So then they were like, We're gonna go find we're gonna go find Ezra Bridger. They're free to go. Yeah, you 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 completed your mission. There is no more empire, really. You only have like these like small little tiny fractions. We're oh, gonna good. go find Ezra Bridger, and that's literally how they end Rebels. Is mm-hmm. we're gonna go find Ezra Bridger. That's what we're gonna go do. And then Dave Filoni was like, "Yeah, we're we may have another you know animated series with them. We may have something else. Live action's dope too. I'm okay with that. Like if we want to do a live action thing, so." Honestly, I'm really hoping that you know Sabine or uh, or uh, what's it called uh, Ezra Bridger shows up. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, here's hoping. I mean, uh, not to promote promote another podcast, but our uh, Cantina talks will definitely deal with that. So mm-hmm. please tune in. Link link Go below. Check them out. Go check yeah. them out. Yeah. Um, just going off of uh, Benji, Nick, what are you reading? Anything? Is it what's going on in the comments? My reading. Uh, honestly, I have been so consumed with this Star Wars catch up that honestly, I stopped reading everything. <laughs> uh, 
what was it? The the one thing I am starting to kind of catch up on was I did start finally reading uh what was it? The the Watchmen editions, the uh the expanded universe for the Watchmen. Oh, there was uh they were graphic novel spin-offs that came yeah. out around twenty thirteen. Yeah, to like kind of give uh, more background to a couple of the characters, I started reading a couple of those for the comedian and for uh, what was it and for Rorschach. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly a huge fan of them. Okay, I was. Yeah, they, uh, were, they were mixed. They were very mixed. Uh, Rorschach one is kind of weird. Like I, I, I think it's interesting that Rorschach's character. Spoilers: If you haven't read it. Sorry, you know, it's been out. It's been out, it's been out since twenty thirteen. It's been out for seven years. I don't. I don't know what you've been doing. Uh, but yeah, the idea that Rorschach, the mantle was picked up by somebody else, and then they start kind of going into like these other aspects. I I don't know how I like that. I mean, I know they brought it back inside of uh, the. Um, what was it in Doomsday Clock? Didn't they? Mm-hmm. I think they brought that back where uh, Rorschach was brought back as uh, another character. I forget right, his there name was, right now. There was uh, Rorschach too. Yeah, it was basically Rorschach too, and Rorschach has like, you know, come back, and he's not as he's just as weird, but he's just a different character. Yeah, he's just he's not the same guy. So I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, Doomsday Clock, uh, I'm a little ambivalent about it now since the uh, series wrapped a year ago, and I have mixed feelings. I would, well, I say, that... yeah, huh? it's, it's, I would say it's trying to be two different types of things. It's trying to be a serious comic, and then it's trying to be this uh, DC crossover, which, not to say those lack seriousness, but they're a little more, uh, they're its own like flavor. Yeah, I mean, I know that uh, a lot of DC, cl- uh, the big, huge Doomsday Clock thing was that they had made so many promises. <laughs> yeah. And then just fell super flat on a lot of them, where they were just like, yeah, we're, we're going to hold for months, and yeah. we're not going to do anything with the story. Well, uh, that, was, that was the uh, frustrating thing. The comic came out 2017. And it wrapped December of 2019, so it was two years of a gap. And the first issue, the first like three or four issues were monthly. And then it became bi-monthly after a certain point, and then it just like stopped. Yeah, stopped. It just froze. Just froze. It froze for no and reason. And I've been hearing, and don't don't take don't take me on uh, as this like as completely correct, but I've been hearing that that's not the series excuse me, the series isn't even in continuity now. Yeah, that's not, that's not great. That, 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 that's, that's even worse. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, well, not only that, but also there was a lot of, there was a lot of twists and turns of, hey, you know how you think it's Ozymandias that's, you know, doing a lot of these things and he's the cloaked man and everything like that. He's not, uh-huh. he's not. He's uh, he's uh, yeah, he's Jor-El. Sorry, <laughs> he's just a really pissed off Jor-El. That's yeah, all he is. Yeah, you know all the build up to that <laughs> was, was about like two years of uh, storytelling, and where we had hints of uh, possible Watchmen characters. It it was just I don't know if their storyline was changing, but they just didn't follow through. 
Yeah. Um, the only thing probably to pick up is the button. That was a good storyline. Yeah, uh, go watch the button. There was a, I mean, the Flash and the Batman crossover for that is really, really good. Uh, but besides that, I mean, they didn't do anything with it. That's the only problem, yeah, though. They didn't. Like, they go into uh, what was it? Like a, a big thing of of this was the Joker situation, and they barely do anything with that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's such a lackluster story. And did you did you finish this recently, or did you? I started, I, I honestly, I started, so I, after you were talking about it, I was like, I gotta, I gotta read this. Okay, I gotta please. read this train wreck. So you uh, went on the, the DC Universe app? Yeah, I went on the DC Universe app. I started reading, and then the more I read, the more I got mad. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, and then I was like, this is just a waste of time now. Like. <laughs> Now yeah. I'm now I'm just angering myself as I read, like because I'm like, oh come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, it's like, well, what's going on here? Yeah, I'm like, oh come on, like that's not that's not what you should do, like. Yeah. <laughs> all the characters that certain things could be, that's what you chose, mm-hmm. like no, because also like that character, the I forget his name. Um, what was it? Jor-El's uh, Watcher character before he's revealed. He's oh, so interesting. Mr. Oz? Yeah, he's so interesting. And why would you name him Mr. Oz just to reveal him as Jor-El? That's so, like, it's hmm. like, oh, yeah, we're putting a, we're putting a seed, and it's going to be really cool. We're not going to do what we thought, what everybody thought we were going to do. We're going to do something. Because, honestly, what I felt was is that they were like, oh, we're going to call him Mr. Oz. He's going to be Ozzy and Deus. And then everybody in the comic world went, it's Ozzy Mendez. And then like they were like, oh, no, it's not. It's Jor-El. <laughs> it's like, trap. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, I know. It's Jor-El. That's, that's who it is. And then they went, oh, damn. Yeah, we thought, yeah, that's not great. It's not great. <laughs> um, but going off of that, it's uh, written by Jeff Johns, who's uh, writing Three Jokers. I've been... Uh, Finally cat caught up on the second issue and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I kind of um feel it's a little like man, this is like a really violent comic. Uh just looking at what's going on where the stuff they're doing with Jason Todd is really psychologically scarring him. Uh it's uh it's almost playing like a like an HBO series and I don't know how I feel like I feel about it. I'll I'll keep reading, but um, sometimes with certain comics, I uh, I just feel that the uh, source material just doesn't lend itself to just the hardcore edginess sometimes. Um, case in point, Identity Crisis, if you've ever read that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I started getting into it. It, it. That's the weird thing with me in comic books mm-hmm. is that if in the first couple of issues it doesn't get me, or in the graphic novel it doesn't really get me, it's not hard for me to kind of drop it and go, yeah. I'm going to go read something else. I mean, if you want to continue reading it, I think you'll probably enjoy yourself. But Three Jokers, you know, it's, it's, been, it's been interesting for sure. What about the Three Jokers is something that you like? Um, I, I enjoy the um, kind of the contrast between uh, Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, and Jason Todd, Red Hood. Okay. They're, they're both scarred by the Joker, and 
they have a connection and batman himself is also scarred and just seeing them all play off each, off of each other yeah because i was reading uh what was it i i started getting back into uh the joker war okay and i i think i'm like two issues into it and uh it's pretty interesting i actually really really like it i like the idea that um joker is very much kind of the main uh, comics that have joker as like the main kind of big bad is always are always pretty good and so far i'm liking it i'm liking it i'm i'm honestly like maybe like an issue or two in okay but yeah it's one of those things of like okay i need to catch up on this yeah james um james tywin is a pretty incredible writer i enjoy Mm. most of his work yeah he's doing uh he's doing good things i mean i also really love the art Mm -hmm. the art is beautiful in those but oh uh i'm trying to think of the artist but it escapes me right now let me see (laughs) yeah you could look it up um i will uh, go to bat for james justin uh fabek who does uh, Three Jokers, too. Uh-huh. So, uh, George Jimenez is okay. the artist for the Joker War. He was the illustrator. And um, going off of that, um, it's been kind of filling in the void with uh, Tom King's uh, Batman Catwoman being delayed for a whole year. Um, does, it, uh, does it kind of um, play off the narrative? Because I, I haven't read it um, that the previous series left behind, namely that there's a dead Alfred and all the changes mm. in continuity. Yeah, that's the... I, I, it's weird because I almost feel like there needs to be another... Like there needs to be some other... There, there needs to be some form of crisis that needs okay. to be coming soon. Because the, the amount of... This is out of the world. This is in continuity. This is out of continuity. They've added so much of it that it is kind of hard to put together of like, okay, these are really awesome stories, but what's in our continuity and what's not in our continuity mm-hmm. as of right now? Because they have so many different stories right now that are, um, they're really good. Yeah. But, but DC really needs to clean that up mm-hmm. and kind of go like, okay, uh, we like after, cause I mean, we haven't had a crisis in what a couple of years now, right? Yeah. Like probably like five or six years. Something like that. Because when was the New 52 that came out? 2011. 2011, so it's been almost nine years since the New 52. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I do think that some form of a crisis or a big event needs to happen. Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Yeah. But um, I guess going on our next topic, we're... Uh, Covering this uh, LA con comic contra- controversy. See what I did there? You are. You are a poet. You are a poet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But uh, recently, it's, uh, there was this whole uh, thing about LA Comic Con planning an event. Um, an event that we usually go to every year. Sometimes we have oh, yeah. uh, panels, we cover it. And they were planning this uh, event um, and selling tickets in for December for a socially distant Comic-Con. And I believe that they were going heavy into it. They had guests booked. Mm-hmm. I, it looked like they had the cast of My Hero Academia. Academia, yeah, they did. Um, 
There was like one or two other con celebrities that are like usually there. Uh, they also got uh, the fa- the cast reunion of Batman Beyond. Okay. They also got. Uh, oh no. Yeah. We gotta we gotta protect Kevin Conroy. He's getting. I know. Thing. That's why. As soon as I was like, oh, Kevin Conroy, like, oh no. <laughs> like leave him be. Just keep him safe. <laughs> I don't want anything happening to him. But yeah, they had some uh, some talent books and. It, it was about two months now into the to uh, till the event. I, I believe some people even booked themselves. They bought tickets. Some people even had panels for whatever they're going to do that. And essentially, it came down to uh, the governor Gavin Newsom deciding not to providing uh, reno- reopening guides um, guidelines for conventions, um, mm-hmm. events, and by extension, it was the comic book conventions as well. So without any guidelines, there was no way for uh, the city or the organizers to, uh, to keep up with that plan. Ultimately, they decided to just cancel the whole thing, postpone it until next year, hopefully. Yeah. We're going to have conventions. I hope so. But just uh, the way the country has responded to COVID is uh, not looking promising. but Not the best. <laughs> Yeah, not the best at all. <laughs> we've been we've been a little behind. Yeah, if you could say. Um, I mm-hmm. to be totally honest, um, I totally get the idea of we want to get back to normal. We want to get yeah. back to kind of, you know, back to cons. I mean, I'm going nuts because I haven't been to a con in almost a year and a half now. Yeah, same. And yeah. it's so it's been a while. Um, but I mean, it's just too dangerous especially yeah. in los angeles in it los literally angeles. is yeah because we're having so many cases um yeah we are, day, a hot, hot we, are, we are a hot mess and we are a smorgasbord of just disease and <laughs> no but I, I i really do think you know even no matter how much you social distance or no matter how much anything else is all you need is one yeah Exactly. All you need is one person because it's just one person to either take off their mask or they weren't feeling well and, or anything like that. And they go into the con and it's an enclosed space. Like you're passing people all the time, even social distance, mm-hmm. you know, you're touching uh, things, you're touching things. Yeah. You're, you know, you're, people are sneezing, people are coughing, you know, it, it, it's in the air, you know, yeah, uh, it's like, it's a closed uh it's a closed convention there's no like uh, there's no way to open the roof yeah (laughs) i mean if we had that if it was like a football stadium maybe yeah but 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 still like unless they were gonna do it at like the santa fe spring swap meet right yeah do it outside yeah i mean maybe that would work i mean uh i don't know if they're legally bound to the convention but um having it outside or i don't know having it in your car wasn't the the first year that they uh, did that convention, it was in a fucking parking lot. Yeah, that was fun. I, I didn't <laughs> go, but that's what I heard. <laughs> yeah, the, the first year was in a parking lot, and then it went to, like, a hotel ballroom, and then it went to, like, it, it's slowly grown. Yeah. It has slowly grown. Um, but <sighs> that's the thing, I mean, there's though. other options. I, that, there that's are, there are other options. I mean, I just what I don't understand is why don't you just do like uh, you can easily just do a Zoom thing, mm-hmm. like, like Comic Con did. You can do a fandom thing or anything like mm-hmm. that, and you can have you know you can still have um, 
like panels and you can still have guests and you can still do all these other things and then you can always like if you're really really hurting for it you can even do like la pops you yeah. know la comic-con pops or like you can even do like a prize box that uh, essentially is like, oh yeah, like what you're buying is you're buying access to, you know, LA Comic Con, you know, Zoom, and you're also sure. getting like an LA Comic Con T-shirt or an LA Comic Con pop, and you're doing all these other things. People will buy it. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. I mean, you can feel, even charge probably feel, the same price. Yeah, fill that void in their heart for conventions. Yeah, man, you can still, you know, get a convention in, and you can still do all that stuff. But I. I just don't see having a convention right yeah. now. And to be totally honest, I feel that when Gavin Newsom and uh, LA, you know, just saying no, right? Like we're not going to do it. We're just yeah. I mean, even Disneyland, you know, that got pushed back. To if Disneyland's not open, that's when you know it's serious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, they they're not opening for God knows next year. Yeah, I mean, it's, Disneyland it's has had. Yeah. Disneyland has had so many times where like they opened and then they closed and they opened again and then they closed right. again. I mean, downtown Disney is open, mostly yeah. as safe as it could be. It's all but, outside yeah. eating. It's all yeah. outside food and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I personally think that, you know, whoever had the idea of like, hey, we should do a con like in the middle <laughs> of this pandemic. Yeah, like yeah, we should yeah. do like a, a, a God honest con. It was, it's kind uh, of an idiot. It's kind yeah. of an idiot. It was uh, whoever uh, designated the uh, those jets to fly over Los Angeles. Do you remember oh, that? God. No. Like it, oh God. It was uh, the Blue Angels flew over Los Angeles in support of uh, healthcare workers, and they didn't tell anyone. Well, no, they told everyone, but it, it set off like every single alarm. I was around. It. <laughs> It was just loud, unnecessary, and uh, it doesn't really help healthcare workers. I mean, give them more money or give them like hazard pay, but like fucking, oh hey, here's some jet engines. Anybody needs hazard pay, it's them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, for the LA Comic Con, I mean, I saw like kind of like the lineup that they were starting to get. I was actually more surprised on the amount of people that signed up to say, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I don't know. Their agent was like, Oh, that's not that dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, unless they were going to go like, all right, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to put you in the front and then we're going to put everybody in the back. <laughs> or just, just have like giant plexiglass. In yeah, it's going to be you and then like five other people in those rooms. Because yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever been to LA Comic Con, but a lot of those panel rooms are quite small. Like yeah. they're not they're they're not like giant Hall H rooms. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, oh, like, there's like maybe four of them that are like that and that's meant for like you know big names like you know uh, uh if kevin conroy or mark hamill show decides to show up or right. you know an avenger you know they yeah. then they get those but i mean like when we do our panel it's like a it's like a 10 by 10 room yeah <laughs> well i mean unless i like personally put like plexiglass in between us and like the attendees we're gonna get COVID. <laughs> Yeah, man, like all you need, and not only that, but also that means like any Q&A is gone. And it, it it really is just taking away like the fun of a con. Yeah. You know? not only that, yeah, but also interaction, it's like talking to the, you know, the guest. It's, it's all of that. And cons hang on interaction. So this was just, mm -hmm. this was just dumb. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I mean, no hard feelings against the con. I mean, we uh, have panels there, but this was not. This was very misguided. We yeah, read the room. Yeah, honestly, it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those ideas of we can get away with it if we try, and they tried and they didn't get away with it at all. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not. I mean, maybe if they were in Florida. Oh no, that con would have went through in Florida. They would have been fine. Like yeah. they would have been like, you want to have how many people? All right. Dude, you get you should get more. Like you should get more people. <laughs> need it for the economy, dude. There isn't there isn't enough people getting sick here. Yeah. We need we need herd immunity. All that uh, Florida man will just go all the you know go there. Oh no, man. I mean, I love I love people who go to conventions and stuff like that. But also, I I have been to a lot of conventions. They're not very and sanitary. They're not. Um, there's a lot of people. Of, no, no offense to anybody, I guess, but uh, there's a lot of people who forget to wear deodorant at a convention. I don't know people if they can't remember deodorant. How are they going to remember a face mask? I'm yeah, just or saying. like sanitizer, <laughs> like or sanitizer, or anything like that. Like if that's a hard move in the morning of going, like I got to put deodorant on. Like, right? yeah. <laughs> I don't know how how well they're going to be. Like, oh, oh right, I got to put a fast face mask and I got to get a face shield. And then too, if they're cosplaying, <laughs> are they going to put like a face mask over the cosplay? that like would be or if they hilarious. have a mask already i don't it know it is it's going to be pandemic deadpool <laughs> just a deadpool mask with a with a face mask whenever whenever this is over i guarantee you there's going to be a <laughs> pandemic deadpool someone oh if they if, it, if nobody's made it yet i'm kind of surprised <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so i mean we, we will go to a con when it's safe or yeah, um, I'm I'm actually like a little like okay. I I always go by the thing of if Comic Con did it, then you should probably do it too. Yeah, you know if if San Diego Comic Con, one of the biggest cons in the United States, is going, we're not going to do a con today. We're going to be doing uh, we're just going to do Zoom calls. And we're going to do, you know, people jump online and it's, it's a Zoom con. Right. You know, it's an online convention. It's probably the way to go. That's, I mean, they get probably five times the amount of people that LA Comic Con gets. Mm-hmm. You know, and if even they're going, it's too dangerous for us to do a con. Yeah. You yeah. probably should be just following their lead and going, okay, how are we going to plan for <laughs> an online con? Yeah, exactly. Like that. I mean, they've had a year. What are they doing? Like they've been stuck inside. They couldn't mm-hmm. organize a Zoom call. Like what the hell? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> like it shouldn't be that hard just to go. Like hey, Zachary Levi, you know Kevin Conroy, you guys stay at home. Just get on Zoom at like nine o'clock. You're good. Yeah. Forty-five minutes. That's all you need. <laughs> but you know that's just that's just how dumb we are. We don't care sad actually yeah it's really sad actually um but i guess just to change the subject on a like a lighter note yeah surprisingly lighter i guess uh let's talk about the boys the finale how uh... i just want to before (laughs) before you say anything i just want to say i kind of called it you called it it. well i mean you have all you had all this source material you've read yeah yeah, hold on yes but also come on that she was either Vought or she was married to him? Come on. She was, uh, I, yeah. Or she was just a Nazi. I mean, she's named like yeah. Stormfront. 
Oh, yeah, but I mean, come on. I, I was I was goal on that one. As soon as they were like, oh, I was she, I was his wife. I was like, yes, fucking do it. <laughs> oh, I mean, you called it, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, what did you think about the boys this season? I, I thought it was like wholly satisfying. Everything went to my expectations and beyond. Um, just the way it was put together. Sometimes a lot of uh, streaming shows, I just feel it drags. This season did not drag at all. You know what I think? I, and I, I think that it's a, it was a smart thing is that they released the first three episodes. Because mm-hmm. I do feel like those were the setup episodes. Those yeah. were like, we're setting up for the season. This is going to be what we're doing. You know, if anything, I think episode two or three was the most draggy yeah. of the episodes like they were the ones that were kind of like all right like this is all set up you know this is what we're doing and everything like that but the fact that they were released one after another and then you could kind of enjoy them and go like oh cool like it's a nice little like three hour movie mm-hmm. really did make it where the rest of the season just kind of flew yeah it really did and, i mean and it flowed so well yeah uh yeah i i loved this season this season's awesome i <laughs> Stormfront was such a great villain, though. I yeah. really wanted to come back. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, uh, I just, I love, she's she's great, um, that actress, and, you know, you just fucking hate her, but it was just so awesome to just see everyone just, like, fucking beat the shit out of her. Yeah, like, <laughs> that like, was so up cool. on her. And I love, uh, I love Frenchie, who, uh, he brings, he brings it full circle, where he's like, wow, girls really do get it done. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. like, oh, that's, that's pretty funny. That's yeah, pretty funny. funny. Yeah, I love Frenchie. But, uh, uh, yeah, that was just great, and they all just, like, made Queen Maeve, uh, Kimiko, and Starlight just beat the shit out of her. Yeah, I actually loved K- Kimiko right before the Stormfront fight. Just because I have never heard something so terrifying mm-hmm. that a small Asian woman start laughing before she beats Oh, her. yeah. Well, I, just, I love her little threat. <laughs> yeah, I'm her. like... <laughs> such a great threat. I'm just like, I'm going to shove my boot up your ass. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> but yeah, I honestly was kind of concerned because uh, in the very beginning of the finale, I actually thought Mother's Milk was going to die. Mm. Because when uh, when Stormfront lands and then she shoots the car off, I was like, oh, Mother's Milk dead. Like, that's probably what's going to happen. And then they yeah. both got out of the car like nothing happened. And I'm like, that's a good car. Like, that's a really good car. <laughs> yeah, it was probably a good <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, he's a fan favorite. And the stakes were pretty, it's pretty intense right there, man. Yes. Yeah, I honestly thought maybe a member of the boys might die or right. be like wounded. I, I thought maybe like Kimiko that. for a second. Well, Kimiko can't die. Like that's that's yeah. her superpower. She can't die. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> she's super strong and she can't die. So I mean, because I mean, in the episode she did die. She she got her neck snapped. Yeah, and then she reset it. And then I mean, I mean, like permanently. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know how exactly you would kill Kimiko permanently. Like you'd have to like wolverine the shit out of that yeah drown i guess drown her i don't know yeah but i don't even think she would die of drowning i think she would just like continuously keep coming back and just yeah perpetually drowning probably probably which i mean even if that is the case i really when she gets free 
you better hope she don't find you. Because <laughs> she's eventually going to get free. Yeah. She's coming um, looking for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, a, but a character did die. We saw, uh, we saw Butcher's wife. Um, Becca. Yeah, Becca get killed in that. I mean, the events of the series are really aligning with the comic where Becca uh-huh. dies, but um, they at least show her alive at the start of the series, at least. Um, and that was that was pretty interesting where they're taking these characters where I, I really enjoy Gareth Enos, but sometimes he's like a little too crude. He's not like Mark Millar crude, but a little, a little bit. Um, I really do think that the showrunners in this... Which are of the actual TV show themselves, the showrunner is very much making it making the show a lot more sophisticated than the actual books themselves. Yeah, like it, it's going along along the lines of like what's politically going on right now, mm-hmm. and very very um, prevalent. I mean, yeah, it's it's still... very kind of, uh, like the idea of the boys was what would happen if superheroes lived in our world, and uh, that was the book was kind of like that was it's avenue and i do feel that yeah like they would kind of just be like they would be they would be you know snobby you know superstars they would be movie stars Mm -hmm. who like who have superpowers and can't die like uh that was pretty cool um but i do think that the way that they're doing it for the actual tv show makes it a lot more relevant to today you know yeah um but yeah i i think that's gonna be really cool i'm wondering if next season uh if butcher is actually gonna inject himself with uh with the with compound v i mean they kind of they do they have like a they have that in the first arc of the comic where they take like a supplement that's like compound v and they just like gang up on all these like superhero this like well, i know that hero. in the comic yeah. butcher already has kind of superpower he has super strength in the comic uh well i think mother's milk actually uh mother's milk has super strength so does butcher though butcher has like temporary uh like super strength also mother's milk is really fucking weird and gross and yeah i'm really happy they didn't uh, do that because that's oh, that's disgusting oh, milk for a reason yeah, and that's disgusting. And uh, yeah, I'm. Re- I don't think he would be as much of a fan favorite if they would have went to the comics and been yeah. like, "Yeah, this is actually Mother's Milk." <laughs> I don't think that he would be as much of a fan favorite. <laughs> Probably if not. That was the case. You know, no. I mean, it, that kind of went to Homelander in a way. If you've seen him, uh, he has that man a- drinks milk weird. Yeah, like so fucking gross. Uh, he laughs that up. For, is it, uh, just clapping for Anthony Starr in every scene. He's so great. Oh my god, he is like the Joffrey of this season. You love to hate him so goddamn much, mm-hmm. and like every single time he does something, you're like, "Oh, you son of a bitch! Oh, I fucking hate you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much!" Uh, but also, kudos to his acting ability as well, because for a while there, his interactions with Ryan really did humanize Homelander, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, the moments where he's talking to Ryan and he's going, um, you know, no one was around to teach me. And that's kind of explain, not necessarily explaining away, but it's very much telling of who Homelander is. Right. Like, no one was around and everybody was afraid of me. And that's the reason why I'm kind of a monster. Because I eventually just became the thing that they 
thought I was. They f I finally became the monster that I truly was. Uh, in season one, it shows that uh, it kind of all went downhill after Homelander accidentally kills his mother, like his, his pseudo mother when he hugs her too hard and breaks her back uh, and kills her. But I do think that that's kind of interesting. And I do, I am looking forward to seeing how Ryan's going to kind of put this all together, seeing mm -hmm. as he kind of made the same mistake Homelander did of accidentally killing his mom. Yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, he does have Butcher too. So that, that was a interesting note of uh, showing the humanity of Butcher in the character mm -hmm. because he's such a bastard in the comics and for a while there he's very um i mean he's going in that direction in the in the show mm -hmm. i i do hope that ryan does come back next season i hope he's not just like a this season problem mm -hmm. and everything like that um i know that i i really want to see a, a, the showdown with mave and homelander i already know that that's going to be awesome yeah uh, uh what was it black noir is in a coma like, I love that. I love the idea of, like, yeah, Black Noir is in a coma. He's allergic to nuts. And that's his, that's his kryptonite. He's <laughs> just allergic to tree nuts. <laughs> but also, that's really cool, too. I did, I actually, because uh, throughout the season, if you notice, every single time he sees an Almond Joy, he has somebody throw it away, or he kicks it, or he does something else. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, that was a uh, nice little hint. Yeah, it was like a nice little hint that because you just kind of thought he was being a weirdo where he's just, he is like, uh, I think Huey says it where he's like, yeah, nobody likes Almond Joys to um, Starlight. Yeah. Because I think she said that her favorite was Almond Joy and he goes, only monsters she picks, like, like the worst candy. It's like Almond Joy and then like hey, don't, Good Bar. Don't you, don't you begrudge Almond Joys. They're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, as long as you don't say like, there's like some candies that just like hate yeah, uh, but I, I did like that kind of like that foreshadowing of because originally you're just kind of going, oh, like he doesn't like Almond Joys, you know, whatever. Yeah. But the idea that that's his kryptonite, it's kind of like super, like through it now if you rewatch it, it's kind of like Superman getting rid of kryptonite. He's <laughs> just like, no, yeah, get that away from me. <laughs> he, was trying to, he was trying to help himself, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be really interesting. I also uh, think that it's very telling that starlight um is now wearing her original suit yeah when you finish the season that is interesting where it's kind right. of like now i hold more power here mm -hmm. i'm not a puppet i'm more of a player mm -hmm. in this series and i think that was really cool i like that her, her arc is really interesting and just uh seeing her and um her and huey interact is so uh, i want to say it's like uh it's like nice, like a teen romance, but it's just nice interaction. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, they have this like nice little chemistry. Like teen yeah. There's a nice chemistry. I mean, they both like Billy Joel. Yeah. Was, who doesn't like Billy Joel? Billy Joel's cool, but I'm just saying in general. I mean, but the thing is that they've, I noticed that they really, really focused on Billy Joel this season. Mm -hmm. I mean, two episodes. You've a lot the, of royalties. Yeah. Two, I think what it was like two or three out of like the eight episodes. Mm -hmm. started with Billy Joel songs. Yeah. And then his name was like thrown everywhere. <laughs> free, uh, free promotion. Yeah. And I think that it's going to be really interesting kind of going into uh, season three to kind of see where Huey's mom 
falls into everything. Because I don't, I kind of doubt. Simon Pegg. Yeah, Simon Pegg is in it, and I kind of, and I did, I I think that's interesting that, you know, Simon Pegg's dad. Because in the comic, it's modeled, Huey's modeled after Simon Pegg. Yeah, that's, that was neat. Yeah, it was a nice little, like, throwback. But the thing is, is that I, this show is by far, like, one of the best at, like, foreshadowing. Yeah. And being like, we're going to drop this little nugget here, and then next season, we're going to do something with it. It's going to play off, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, good I, at, they're good at the long game, for sure. Yeah, they're really good at that, and, like, really paying off their, their like, little tiny Easter eggs or going or doing anything like that. Like, Butcher's Dog this season, I thought was Yeah, really Terror. Cool. Yeah, I'm so terror. glad we finally got to see Terror. Yeah, and I love the idea <laughs> of... Big, big uh, element in the comic. Yeah, but I, I do like the idea of Butcher thought that the mission was too dangerous for him so mm-hmm. that's why he didn't bring terror along yeah he dropped him off at his aunt's house and he was just like yeah this is you know it's my aunt's house i was gonna say um another uh, another little fact was uh his dad butcher's dad is played by john noble who's his dad in lord of the rings yeah uh, yeah that was nice that was that was, that was a nice little my geek senses were going off <laughs> Uh, John Noble is an amazing act, oh, like great. character actor. Uh, and, someone told me about uh, him in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> what did he play in Legends of he Tomorrow? He was himself. He voices himself, and then he's like the demon. That's right. But, uh, yes. I was going to say he's great. He's great as like Scarecrow and Arkham Knight. Just everything he's in. John Noble is an amazing character actor, and yeah. I hope him uh, like the be best more of him. Yeah. Yeah, because I want to see I want to see him in more shit. Like he's mm-hmm. really really good. Um, but yeah, this season really went around family. That was kind of like yeah. the theme of this season. Yeah, it was like family, nature versus nurture. Just mm-hmm. what parents do to children if you're not equipped to be a parent. Well, how yeah, much really fuck up a kid. Yeah, can can do. Uh, which our parent is a child bound to do their parents' mistakes. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was the whole reason why Butcher never wanted kids with Becca. Um, that was the whole reason why he has so much anger is because, you know, he feels that, you know, what his dad did to his little brother, to Lenny, is the reason why Lenny committed suicide. Uh, there's just so many, like, little tiny things that has to do with parents and how they raised their kids in this one. That even goes for, like, Homelander. That goes for Huey. That goes for, like, all these other things that really do define who they are as people now yeah no i agree and, and it's uh it, it's it, it only makes it more and more interesting as you kind of go along the stories yeah some really strong themes yeah what did you think of stormfront basically using the same tactic that the russian hackers did for the 20 oh yeah all the, you know targeting all the boomers with like memes and facebook I yeah it's pretty brilliant it was uh uh, scary how close that is to reality. Well, I mean, I guess it's based <laughs> off of reality, but just the right. real like world allegories are uh, pretty pretty haunting. Yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting yeah. to kind of see because it's I'm, what I'm really wondering because Homelander is by far one of the most sociopathic and like attention seeking heroes. Yeah, that. I'm wondering how exactly that's going to work from now on because now that they've introduced this meme culture, does his relationship go back with the people now that he was outwardly with this, you know, Nazi? Nazi. 
Like, how did you not know she was a Nazi? <laughs> I mean, he did a bit of damage control taking her in, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I really do. What I'm really hoping is that Stormfront comes back. I do want Mecha Stormfront with, like, robot arms. And yeah. I think that would be awesome. Like, if she has, like, if, like, her face is, like, all kind of put together, back cyborg. together. <laughs> yeah, she's, like, she very is, like, very cyborg-esque. And I think that would be kind of tight. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm really, really interested in kind of figuring out, okay, so how exactly are we going to proceed for season three? You know? Yeah. Is I mean, Butcher because Butcher just kind of leaves and right. doesn't really say a whole lot. Doesn't really go. Uh, what was it? Where he, is he going to go? I mean, yeah. I mean, the the fact that he didn't murder Ryan is uh, is growth. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> he didn't kill Sonya <laughs> for sure. Yeah, because he didn't kill Ryan, and he decided to protect him as Becca's kind of like last will and testament. Mm-hmm. And everything like that, you know, she does say, like, don't let anything happen to him, make sure that he's safe, everything like that. Um, yeah, what do you think is going to happen for next season? Oh, I mean, it, the way the boys are the organization, it's, it's where the comics were, where they're government-backed. Mm-hmm. And it seems like uh, all the characters are trying to adjust to some normality where they have, uh, like, a truce with the superheroes, but just seems like they're the uh, some of the supers aren't aren't just willing to uh just lie down and be uh like look at homelander you know in that scene he was saying as he's uh pleasuring himself like no one you know he's gonna do masturbating into the wind yeah (laughs) (laughs) thought he was gonna do a handcuff but uh yeah just he's saying i'll do whatever i want so i think they'll try to you know it's like uh, godfather part three when i get out and they keep pulling me back in so see what i'm wondering is as we get closer and closer to you know further and further into this story and everything like that i'm wondering if like homelander is eventually just going to become the thing that he wants to be and that's a tyrant yeah where he is in control and he he finds more satisfaction in people fearing him than loving him yeah yeah and because there's like there's a really thin line it's a very thin line that you're, that he's on right now where people kind of are afraid of him, but also like adore him. Yeah. And I can see in like a future season, maybe next season or like the season four, where he just kind of goes, you know what? I don't care how much, no, how people respect me, but they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's a terrifying motherfucker. So we will, yeah, it's like, we will like, I'm leaning towards him just like fucking terrifying, being terrifying and, uh, just, just, uh, just killing people. I, yeah. Um. Well, I my big thing is that I think that he's actually just going to kill Congress. Okay. Like he's like because I think that would be an amazing scene of yeah. him like flying in, like just walking into Congress, stepping up and like start talking, like he's addressing Congress and everything like that, and them not agreeing with him, and he just laser beams everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean there is precedent. Just, and he just decides that I am now ruler of the United States mm-hmm. and no one's going to stop me because yeah. who could? Yeah. Who could I also, me? I also just want to see him interacting with Edgar, uh, Mr. Edgar's yes. uh, three character played by uh, Giancarlo Esposito. He's also on the Mandalorian. <laughs> Once again, that man's getting a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. He's Lex Uther too on uh, Harley Quinn. Huh? 
He's Lex Luthor on Harley yeah. Quinn. Yeah, even like all the streaming stuff. All anything that is good, John John Carlo's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, man, I really am interested to kind of see what hap- what's going to happen for season three now that this new division of um, spying on supers is kind of like established. Yeah. And everything like that. Uh, I'm I'm really curious to see, you know, now that they have to actually check in with people, um, who's going to be leading the new uh, the new church mm-hmm. of the collected? I, yeah, we uh, didn't get to talk too much about that. Um, we rolled a long time, but yeah, the collect church of collective was uh, so creepy and uh, just all the Scientology parallels. Oh yeah, that was yeah. amazing. I, I really do like the, the little tiny Scientology things. Uh, I love the idea that the deep dives in too, pun intended, but uh, the deep dives in too much, mm-hmm. like too deep, and he totally gets fucked over for it. <laughs> where yeah, like he, 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 he gives them his bank account. He, you know, he marries somebody. He, <laughs> he lets them in into their entire life and everything like that. And then A-Train, who's only been there for like a month, two months he's like already back into the seven and he's like all right cool i'm done i'm out of here i love the scene between them and um the deep is ready to throw him under the bus and he's like fuck that guy yeah and then as soon as that happens he gets fucked over and then he's like all right i'm out of here um uh really quick how do you think that it's going to proceed with the reveal of the senator um, the senator, uh, apparently that was based on a comic character and Jeez. I was kind of getting, uh, some vibes that, you know, uh, well, just on the surface, she seemed very much like, uh, certain progressive characters like AOC or progressive people, excuse me, like AOC. And, uh, just seeing that kind of all, uh, pulled underneath the rug and then it's like actually a villain. I don't um, know, man. If you, if you've seen AOC talk to some Republicans, it kind of looks like she wants to blow their heads off. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, who, who fucking wanted it? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you've ever, like, seen her yell at people in Congress, like, it really does kind of, like, go, like, if I could blow you, if I could blow your head up with my mind, I would do it right now. <laughs> She's very effective at what she does. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that we'll, uh, we're just going to get more political intrigue and uh, just to see how the, uh, you know, just see how this, like, government works in this universe and more social commentary is what I predict. Yeah, I and I... Think, but, and I, but I do feel that uh, with the political commentary, because I do, what I feel is that uh, because they already announced that Soldier Boy is coming back for season right. three, Played he's by coming Jason into season, which is perfect casting. Yeah. I love the idea of Jason Eccles playing like this Captain America douchey character. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, also, it makes sense because the showrunner used to do Supernatural back in the day. Right, right. So, totally makes sense. Yeah, Supernatural is ending, right? <laughs> Supernatural is ending. They actually finished, they wrapped uh, two weeks ago, like a week or two. Oh, wow. They were like, all right, we're done. But they got like their final season and then like COVID happened. No, uh, they were mid final season and like they were like only like six episodes in to the final season and then they dropped it. And then like COVID happened and all production stopped. So they just finished, yeah, they just finished filming the last six episodes. Wow. Everything like that. We're so, good. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. I can't wait to see how Supernatural kind of ends. They said it was gonna be really cool. Yeah. But 
besides that, I really am interested to see how Jason Eckle, uh, Jason Eckle's character, the Soldier Boy, is going to affect what's going on. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he is also supposed to be a World War II esque character. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if Jason Eccles is also going to be this immortal who, you know, he fought in World War II and like he thinks that, you know, and maybe he retired or anything like that. Or is he going to be kind of like this new rebranding of a character where it's like, yeah, like Stormfront? Um, yeah, for Stormfront and everything like that. And how are people going to respond to it? it you know, is he going to be a dick? <laughs> Because honestly, I, 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 I do think that the seven is kind of saturated with people being dicks. Right. I mean, and, yeah, Starlight's probably, you know, the most moral. And then it's like Queen Maeve, A-Train. And that's not even saying much with A-Train. Yeah. And I, put, like, I mean, A-Train and everybody else is like way, way, way down at the bottom like, yeah. of that like morality scale. I mean, the only reason in which A-Train helped them with the Nazi information is because he found out that she was that Stormfront's a Nazi. Yeah. Like the, and that she was racist and stuff like that. And that's why he got kicked off. Because he was yeah. like, oh fuck her. Like she deserves to burn in hell. Yeah. Like <laughs> I also really before we leave, I really did like the idea that Stormfront went into the whole fake news thing. Mm-hmm. Where everything that they were saying about her is true and she's just like, Why are you spreading these lies? Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's like deep fake. Too. Yeah, it was like a deep fake. And you know what the funny thing is that I'm going to, I'm, I'm, it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of support she gets. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't be surprised if you have like followers of Stormfront or like some form of like new cult that, or like a new organization that is very alt-right and kind of goes towards Stormfront's message and is very much going, oh yeah, it's a deep fake. They're, they're lying about her. She's not a Nazi. Yeah. You sadly, know. sadly, that's, that's our reality. Yeah. And I think that that would be very interesting to kind of see and kind of like dive into of like this entire sector, uh, the section of, you know, what's going on very much is affecting the world. And, you know, even though she's been defeated, her message hasn't been defeated. Right. And now they have a, now they have a martyr kind of, Mm -hmm. because now they can easily just say, Oh, well they killed her. They took her out because they didn't agree with what she was saying. And because she was saying the truth. Yeah. Whatever bullshit. Whatever bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that episode where with the shopping with the shop clerk is actually very telling. Uh, yeah. the whole the whole uh what was it the guy's coming the guy's coming in day after day buying like snacks and he finally goes, Oh, he's a super terrorist. I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that was uh God, that was like they should have fucking like seen straight out of straight out of our like world. That was uh that was kind of a tough scene to watch. Yeah, that that very much uh, was not cool. Yeah. That uh, like that one was actually kind of a shocker mm-hmm. in the very beginning because I know that that actor from Community, and it was very weird to see him in that, yeah, like, yeah. that retrospect because <laughs> he's like the D and D character in Community, yeah. and then in this one he's blowing people's brains out, and I was like, oh shit, this escalated very quickly. <laughs> um, but, but I I totally. I can't wait for next season. It's going to be yeah, amazing. Same. Yeah, I expect nothing but greatness. But yeah, I guess that kind of wraps things up. Um, Nick, before we go, where can people find you at? You can find me on Instagram and also on Facebook, the Nick Valero. Cool. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, G9892. 
and you could follow the podcast on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, we have Patreon as well. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. See you later, guys. Thank <laughs> you.